Hey, I'm Jess Reed, a wild wellness coach and spirit-led entrepreneur since 2017. This podcast is a place for people who feel stuck, unfulfilled, lonely, ashamed, and exhausted. And I actually want to celebrate that with you. Why? Because these unpleasant feelings are actually really good signs that you're hearing the voice of your intuition. That holy discontent inside of you is not an inner critic voice just to be drowned out, but the inner wisdom that needs to be allowed to lead. We're taught that we're the problem, but the reality is the environment is the problem because we live in an environment and cultural context that teaches us to prioritize productivity over pleasure and to push ourselves like limitless machines. I don't know about you, but I've done the people-pleasing, the approval-seeking, the workaholism, the chasing of the next goal, the delaying just a little longer of my own dreams, making everyone else's dreams come true, using all of my gifts, talents, and time to accomplish someone else's mission instead of my own. I know you have too, and I'm on a mission to change that, to walk out of these cages and these prisons together, because all of this unnatural self-sacrifice for the benefit of these systems is robbing us of our health, our vitality, our joy, and our pleasure. I'm here to help you rewild, to offer a kind of wellness that's not as a thing to strive ahead for, but to come home to. Not to learn or to add or to have, but to unlearn and remove to have again. You are never the problem, you're the solution. Join me as we come home to the wisdom of nature and our intuition to create a life we actually like. Welcome back to the Wild Wellness with Jess podcast. I'm really excited today to talk through a beginner's guide to celebrate Samhain. So Samhain is one of the eight holidays on the Wheel of the Year. If you've never heard of the Wheel of the Year, that's okay. I've only recently discovered it this past year, so (laughs) you're in good company here. Um, But it is an, an ancient indigenous calendar that kind of shows up in various forms in different cultures, but it celebrates the changing of the seasons. It celebrates the four solstices and equinoxes and also their midpoints for a total of eight holidays each year. And you'll often hear it associated with the word pagan, but this word really just means earth dwellers or earth-based. And I know lots of people from Christians to witches who celebrate the wheel of the year. And I really like it because nobody owns it. And it's just a really simple way to stay connected to the wisdom of nature, Um, not just by honoring your circadian rhythm, which is your 24-hour cycle, or your infradian rhythm, which is um, your lunar cycle, but also your circannual rhythm, the, the annual rhythm of the changing of the seasons each year. And I really like that it not only observes what is physically happening in nature, but it helps us to make a symbolic connection to our inner worlds. So as Christianity grew throughout Europe uh, during the Roman Empire and into the Middle Ages, so many pagan holidays were actually adopted into the Christian calendar. And you probably, you know, are very familiar with some of these, but Yule became Christmas and Ostara became Easter and Samhain became All Saints Day on November 1st and All Souls Day on November 2nd. Samhain, um, which, you know, is pronounced Samhain, but is spelled like Samhain or S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it is um, actually a Gaelic word. Um, It's an ancient Celtic festival that celebrates the last harvest of the season. The first harvest was 
Lamas on August 1st. The second harvest was Maybon, which is the autumn equinox, somewhere between September 19th through 22nd. And Samhain falls on October 31st, along with Halloween. But many people celebrate it anywhere between October 31st through November 4th. Along with these harvest celebrations, Samhain was also a time for remembering loved ones who have died. And I really love how this correlates perfectly with Dia de los Muertos in Mexico with the Aztecs because both cultures separately but similarly understood it to be a time when the veil between the worlds was thin and we could connect with our ancestors and also with fairies. That's more of a Celtic thing, but still very fascinating. Um, So both cultures believed that spirits can return to the life they left behind and for one night be close to their loved ones. And it was and still is a common time to set up an altar or an ofrenda with tokens of loved ones past or to leave an extra place setting at the table. The scary aspects of Halloween as we know it today are actually courtesy of the medieval Christian church who turned stories of fairies into uh, stories of demons and ancestral uh, spirits into ghosts. And costumes started to be worn during All Saints Day and All Souls Day to ward off evil spirits. When the Irish immigrated in the 19th century to America, they brought these beliefs and customs with them. And this has basically turned into the modern day Halloween as we know it. But Samhain uh, in Gaelic actually means summer's end. And it was believed to be a time for the earth to rest before another growing season starts in the spring. And it's actually the new year in the wheel of the year when the cycle of death and rebirth begins once again. If we look at nature, that's exactly what's happening. All of the leaves are falling off the trees. Everything is dying and then it will be reborn again in the spring. And symbolically, it represents a time to let go of the things that no longer serve us and start fresh. Just like with the conventional new year, as we know it on January 1st, uh, Samhain is a really good time to set intentions for the year ahead. And it's also, of course, a time to rest and to remember our loved ones who have died. So I've been honoring the Wheel of the Year only for about a a year now, a little under a year, actually, around uh, November, um, probably mid-November last year is when I learned about it and was like, I'm going to do something with this. I like this. Um, But I've been celebrating Samhain for several years now. I took an interest in it after my dad passed away almost seven years ago because losing my dad was really the first person that I lost that was really close to me. Um, But also because of watching the Disney movie uh, Coco about Dia de Muertos several years ago with my daughter. And uh, we started to print off pictures of my dad and other family members and friends who have died. And we put them up on my mantle and Uh, We just would light candles and put out some mementos and pieces of jewelry or handkerchiefs um, and just lay them out on my dining room table that I had for my dad and for my grandmothers too. I had already been um, putting out a cup of coffee for my dad, just kind of like intuitively as a way to honor him. Um, My dad's old coffee mug and he just loved coffee in just a very funny way. Like he would put like eight Splendas in like one, <laughs> one eight ounce cup of coffee. So I make it the way that he likes it. And I would put it out for like holiday dinners and at my daughter's birthday parties just to symbolize him being with us. And, you know, some cultures, they set up a whole empty place at the table. Um, but that's been my little way of doing it. And that's it. And that's how I have celebrated it for several years. And just remember my loved ones and tell stories with TJ and Elsie. And TJ has been really happy to do it. And he puts out photos of his 
his loved ones as well. So it's a really simple, easy thing that you can do with your family. Um, and if you have young kids, you could start by watching the movie Coco, and it kind of is a cute little explanation into it. So now I actually like to host local gatherings where I live here in Virginia Beach for each holiday in the wheel of the year. And I am going to be doing one this year on November 1st. So if you are local to the area, uh, you can sign up and the link is in uh, the show notes for this episode, but you can easily grab it, um, press pause and head over to bit.ly slash wild wellness reg, R-E-G. Um, and you can sign up to come and I would love to see you there and meet you in person if I've never met you before. But yeah, it's going to be a really fantastic time to celebrate Samhain and connecting with our loved ones on the other side. So um, at my local event, we're going to do some ceremony and some ritual together, but I know so many of you are not local, and I want to share some of the ideas with you uh, that we're going to be doing together that you can do them by yourself at home, or you can even create your own local gathering and do some of these things together. So the first thing that you can do is to symbolically relight your hearts after burnout. So after the third harvest, we've been doing, 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 doing a lot. And it's a really good time to focus on being, to rest and to recharge. So you can light a candle and in whatever way it feels right to you, you can bless it or um, send intentions into it for protection, healing, and abundance. And you can keep it burning as long as you want, even for all of Samhain. And if you're in a gathering, you can give each person their own smaller candle and have each person light their flame from the main one, from the blessed one, and have everybody take some reflection time to give it a personal meaning of recharging after burnout. You can ask yourselves, what else might you need to do in your life to recharge yourself? What needs to shift for you in this season? Number two, set up an ancestral altar or ofrenda in your home or in a group gathering. You can do a group altar and decorate for the season as well. So you can do this just by yourself in your home or in the group gathering or both, um, but bring photos and mementos, um, trinkets that symbolize their favorite activities or hobbies, and you can even put out their favorite food and drinks. You can decorate with pumpkins and squash and fallen leaves, um, sunflowers, acorns, pine cones, anything that feels um, seasonal and meaningful for you. So, um, you know, some people... They make a really big deal about decorating their altar and they, they um, you know, you can look it up online, different ways to do it. For me, I honestly just put it, I already have a mantle, I already have a dining room table um, and I just kind of use that space, but you can set up a separate space um, in a corner of a room. It doesn't have to be on top of a piece of furniture or anything like that. It doesn't have to be elevated. Some people do an altar um, in the center of a room, in the corner of a room, on their front porch, like any, any place that works for you. Uh, number three is you can write a letter to your loved ones. So some ideas for what you can put in the letter, um, write some stories, write some of your favorite stories and memories, tell them what you're grateful to them for, tell them what you miss about them. Uh, you can even write down ancestral patterns that you want to leave behind. This can be particularly helpful um, because I know that a lot of us have lost people and it's complicated, right? Like we had a complicated relationship with this person. Maybe there's a lot more that we remember about them that we uh, don't want to be like rather than what we do want to be like. And that's okay. That's really okay. And to take some time to write down some of these ancestral patterns, it probably goes back way further um, than just the loved one that you remember. 
um, because often these things are, you know, passed down generation to generation, but um, you can even ask for assistance from them. Or um, if it feels weird to ask for assistance from them, you can ask for assistance from further back, you know, ancestors who you trust um, were healthy, right? So if you're in a group, you can have each person do this privately or you can share out loud. Uh, You can have each person write their own individual letter um, privately and then whoever wants to share out loud can share out loud or you can even just make this into a group discussion instead of having people write anything down at all. Number four, uh, you can visit the other world in your imagination using a guided meditation. So I'm going to be leading one of these at our local event, but you can look up a guided meditation for Samhain online um, or an ancestral connection um, guided meditation online or just create create your own. So really simple thing to do is just to start by focusing on your breath with your eyes closed in a safe space where you're not going to be interrupted. You can light a candle, you can, you know, clear the space using some sage or some incense, whatever feels best to you. Um, let people know you need some time by yourself, lock the door, whatever it takes um, for you to just be able to have some focused time. And you can start by imagining a shoreline at dusk and think of a shore that symbolizes where your lineage is from. So for me, I would think about Portugal. Um, So you're going to cross over the water to the other side, which is symbolic of crossing the liminal space between these two worlds. So you can get as detailed as you want to get, you know, like you can build a boat, you can find a boat, you can, you know, whatever it takes, but just allow your imagination to kind of um, play. And as you move towards the land on the other side, you'll meet an ancestral guide. And this is going to be someone from far back in your lineage who you don't even know, who was a very healthy person and represents the health and the strengths and the gifts of your ancestry. And this can be really healing in and of itself, because like I said, a lot of us just seem to have a lot of conflicted memories uh, and painful memories of people who we actually knew in real life. So going further back, it allows your imagination to tap into what truly is there, right? Of course, we all have health and strengths and gifts of our ancestry, but it's hard for us to see them because we're only thinking about the people who we knew in human form who were obviously complicated and we're all very complicated, you know, in this life. Um, but when you imagine that ancestral guide, this person may have been a real person who whose name really does exist, you know, in your ancestry, in your lineage, but it could just be kind of a symbolic person who just represents um, the health of your lineage. So you're going to greet this guide, him or her, and give an offering, whatever feels right in your imagination. Maybe it's a thank you, maybe it's a thank you card. You know, like I know some of us are a little, um, you know, more comfortable with woo-woo than, than others of us. Um, it can be anything that you want it to be. It could just be like, hey, thank you, you know, uh, a little bow, whatever it might be. Um, or it could be a physical offering. You can imagine, you know, an actual gift that you would give to someone like a hospitality gift, whatever feels right for you. And then once you've done that, you can ask this guide any questions that you might have, and you can make any requests that you might have from your ancestors. Number five, to finish your celebration alone or with others, you can have a cider ceremony. So pour yourself or everyone present a glass of cider, any kind you choose. You could do hard cider if you want (laughs) or just the regular stuff, especially if you're going to do some of this with kids, um, age appropriate, right? Um, And you can say these words out loud. Today, we celebrate Samhain. 
The harvest has ended, the last days of summer, and the cold nights await us. The bounty of our labor, the abundance of the harvest, the success of the hunt, all lies before us. We thank the earth for all it has given, and we look forward to winter, a time of sacred darkness. Then you can take a sip, do a little cheers, <laughs> pour some cider on the earth and say, summer is gone, winter is coming. We have planted and we have watched the garden grow. We have weeded and we have gathered the harvest. Now it's at its end. So I hope that some of these ideas have been really helpful, easy, accessible for you. It is about the meaning that you imbue into it. So whatever feels right for you, whatever feels good for you, or maybe it's just going to spur your imagination to come up with something yourself that actually feels good to you. You can uh, do some more research. I'm sure there's tons of ideas online, but anything that will mark the season for you and allow you to just kind of reflect on, again, what is nature doing and how does this um, symbolically connect with the lessons that I can learn from nature? How can I connect to the wisdom of nature and my own intuition by doing something symbolic that works for me? So if you are interested in digging more into connecting with ancestors, even beyond just celebrating Samhain, I wanted to share with you guys a really interesting book that I've been reading. It's called Ancestral Medicine. And I don't necessarily agree with absolutely everything in it about, um, you know, what happens in life after death. But honestly, I think that's a really healthy thing now. Um, Shared values and shared meaning are far more important than shared beliefs. It's going to probably become more and more rare (laughs) to meet someone who shares the exact same beliefs as you about every little thing. Um, And that's okay. So this book though is really beautiful because it shares a lot of different cultural um, aspects of what different cultures believe about what happens after you die and where ancestors go and are they watching us? How can, how involved are they in our lives? Can they be a source of um, assistance? Um, can they be a source of wisdom? Can they be a source of protection? Um, all of these things. So it's it's really fascinating. And then there's, what I really like about it is that there's activities to do. So more, uh, if you liked some of these things, like the cider ceremony or the guided meditation or um, you know any of these things, like if you liked those, uh, I think you would really like the different activities that you can do in the book together. And it leads you through specific um, guided meditations that you can do to connect with your ancestors. So yeah, again, the book is called Ancestral Medicine. So as we're wrapping up, um, I wanted to remind everyone, if you are local in the Virginia Beach or Hampton Roads area, you can register for my November 1st event. Again, you can go to bit.ly slash wildwellnessreg, click the link in the show notes to register, and I would love to see you there. Um, Also, I have something brand new that I've been kind of working on behind the scenes for a little while, and it is a self-care shop. So on my website, you can go to jess-read.com slash shop, and that link is in the show notes as well. And what this is, is I've actually created some self-coaching resources for all of you guys to um, get as an instant download and kind of go through some of these journal prompts and worksheets and tools that I use with all of my one-on-one coaching clients over the last seven years. And I've distilled these into lessons that you can go through at your own pace 
Um, each one that you download is $22, so very accessible, and you get lifetime access to it. They are meant to be tools that you use over and over and over again. So just for example, um, there's one on there about how to rewire um, a belief that you know is holding you back. So you realize, oh, shoot, I've got this belief. Um, you know, I believe that my body is broken or I believe that um, in order to um, have success, I have to suffer or, you know, just like any kind of belief, like these are insidious, right? They're, they're in our culture. They're in the air that we breathe. Um, but anytime that you come up against a belief, this activity will actually walk you through everything to do. Right. Um, and other ones are about kind of like detecting your, um, real desires that you have instead of, just the outward results that you're looking for. So what kind of emotions am I looking to feel? What what feelings do I really treasure? Um, and this actually, this class is um, completely free. So your first one is free. It's called Desire Mapping. And so go get like a taste of that. And then if you like that, then you, know, you can go ahead and purchase the other ones for $22 a piece. Um, there's one up on there about food boundaries. So how to set up your food boundaries instead of setting up food restrictions. Um, there's one on there about how to meet your real unmet needs. So a lot of times we're just turning to this coping mechanism, to this way of self-soothing um, instead of practicing the proactive self-care of being like, oh, okay, I realize that I'm just using food here as a substitute for fill in the blank, whatever it might be, some form of safety and security, some form of love and belonging, some form of power and control. These are kind of the big buckets of human needs, but it gets really a lot more detailed about all the different kinds of needs that we have in our lives. And it allows you to take an inventory and to actually score yourself like, okay, these ones are being met really well. These ones are just okay. These ones are like super low. Okay. And start to make the connection of, I can see where I am substituting for these unmet needs with whatever your coping mechanism of choice is. For a lot of us, it is food. For some of us, it's alcohol, it's shopping, it's scrolling, it's sex. It's, you know, it could be anything. Um, but it teaches you how to actually reduce your coping mechanism by meeting the real unmet needs behind them. So there's all sorts of cool um, resources here in my self-care shop. And I call it a self-care shop because what is self-care? It is not just bubble baths and, you know, pedicures. And I love all of those things, but I define self-care as actually meeting your own needs, taking ownership and taking responsibility of caring for yourself by actually attending to the real needs. The same way that you take care of your kid, you realize the needs that they have. You take care of other people in your life. Maybe you're a boss at work. You realize your employees have needs. They need to feel appreciated. They need to have meaningful work. They need, you know, structure. They need whatever it is that they need, right? Um, and you're taking ownership of giving those things to them and creating ways for them to get them, right? So you take care of so many other people by meeting their needs. It's time to take care of yourself by meeting your needs. And so there's eight different classes on here. Again, the desire map is completely free. So go check that out. Um, and then you can check out the other seven as well. Um, the one that I think is most fun for the month of October is called Focus Pocus. And it is actually about refocusing on your past and your present because we tend to focus on the past with criticism. And we tend to focus on the future with anxiety. And this is going to allow you to reframe your past with compassion and reframe, refocus your future with inspiration. So I'd love for you guys, if you're not sure where to start um, after getting the free one, of course, I'd love for you guys to check out Focus Pocus. Again, all of these classes are just $22. You get them as an instant download, um, work through them at your own pace. There's worksheets, there's videos, there's audio lessons, there's, um, you know, reading, but 
basically a variety of forms because I know that we are all learn in different ways. Um, and you can, yeah, just, I hope that you'll go grab a resource and treat yourself <laughs> for trick or treat, right? Go treat yourself to one of these, um, items in my self-care shop. And again, that's at jess read slash shop. And then the last thing today that I want to leave you with is um, to let you know that I have openings available for one-on-one coaching, and I would love to work with you as a one-on-one client. And if that's something that you are interested in learning more about, I offer a totally free curiosity call. And I would love to just take this time on a call to meet you, get to know you, um, and actually provide real help to you just in this first call. So whether you're interested in moving forward with coaching or not, I'm going to um, learn more about you, listen to you, and actually connect you with help and resources for whatever issue it is that you're going through right now. And of course, I can tell you more about what it would look like to coach together over the course of eight weeks as a new client. And I'd be honored to be a part of your journey. But regardless, just I'd love to meet you and to bless you with some free encouragement and tools and resources to help you solve whatever presenting problem is going on in your life right now. So you can learn more about that on my website, jess-read.com. If you just scroll down to the bottom, you can uh, fill out a request for a free curiosity call and we'll set up a time at some point within the next week and uh, we can jump on Zoom or we can even do it asynchronously if you would like to. So that means like no live meeting. We can just chat back and forth um, by sending like audio messages, video messages. We can do this on uh, Voxer or WhatsApp, um, whatever kind of app you feel most comfortable with. But isn't technology amazing? So even if you feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't possibly schedule another meeting on my calendar. Let's do it without a meeting, without a formal meeting. We can go asynchronously back and forth. And I do this with clients and I promise you it's a beautiful, real connection, even when we're just going back and forth, Um, not live, but you do it on your own timetable. I'm responding to you on my timetable. It's really quite fun. And I, I would love for you to just not have any reason not to take me up on this offer of doing a free curiosity call. So I would love to meet with you. Um, again, the link to everything that I've mentioned is in the show notes, and I hope that you will celebrate Samhain this year. I'd love to hear from you. Um, follow me on social media. All of my links are um, in the show notes for where you can follow me and send me a DM. Let me know um, after listening to the episode, um, what, which one of these five things are you going to practice? Are you going to practice all of them? Let me know how it goes. So looking forward to connecting with you soon. Have a great week, and I'll be back with you next week.